The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, and all you other motherfuckers, too. Another exciting edition of the Force Order. Get your fucking COVID shot for life. No, no, no. Unlimited freedom. Anyway. Free dumb. Doc and I were busting each other's balls before the show. Talking politics and vaccines and all that stuff. So we're going to bust each other's balls on this podcast. So allow me to reintroduce myself. As I wet my whistle, I am a professional wrestler. I am unvaccinated at the moment, but I like to uh, tell people I am because that's how I assimilate myself. I'm just kidding. Anyhow, I am a pro wrestler. And this Saturday on the 11th of September, I will be defending the Street Championship at BCW, Buffalo Championship Wrestling, up in Buffalo. As I smack around this big motherfucker named Brute Vance, like six foot six, about four hundred pounds. He's got a foot on you. Well, uh, fuck you, a foot on me, prick. <laughs> Anyhow, you almost the Greek for a split second. I am a Star Wars aficionado. I am the Greek god Papadon, aka DGP. Next to me, all the way from Mexico, hiding from his many mistresses and not wanting to pay child support for each and every one of these fucking girls, is none other. Then Spiro the Great, a.k.a. Dark Spirit. Introduce yourself, sir. Hit it with a hey yo first, please. Hey yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. And last, but certainly not least, the slowest member in the crew because he's dragging himself because of his uh, after effects from the vaccines that he's taken over the years. He is the man, the myth, 
the producing legend. He is the doctor of Thundernomics. He's the medical droid with the Kung Fu grip who loves to steal your girl that gets off on her because he's stealing your thunder. Introduce yourself, sir. I am smarter than 2-1-B, more technical than FX7, the god of stealing thunder. And the man who, if he was a Star Wars character, he'd be named Cad Gaines or Grand Buff Tarkin, Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. <laughs> nice, I love it. I love it. I'll be Han Swallow. How about that? <laughs> nice. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, we like to start off the show. We're going to start off quick. We're going to start off hot. We're a segment we like to do called Marky Mark and his funky tweets. It's full of good vibrations and sweet expectations. Whatever the fuck is going on, uh, you'll hear it in the background from Marky Mark. What we do is we like to go over some haha tweets that Mark Hamill, aka Luke Skywalker, aka the face that runs the place, aka the heart of Star Wars, likes to jump on Twitter, engage with the fans, and in less than 140 characters, he wins the hearts of millions. And millions of people because he's a swordsmith and a national treasure. So we'd like to bring these tweets to you and have a grand old time. Um, So first and foremost, shout out to one of our former uh, guests, most importantly friend of the show, Luke Skywalker. He tweeted Hamill himself and said... You can find Fluke Skywalker at one Fluke Skywalker, the number one. And he tweeted to Hamill himself, I saw him, meaning Mark Hamill, tweet a period once. And he got like 87,000 likes or something. Also, the stock market was doing well. Then Hamill responds with a period. And then hashtag the sequel. So... I, I think my wife tweeted a period once. I didn't get late that night, but that's... Why, wow, you don't like no hot ketchup yeah. on your hot dog? Yeah, it's all good. I know you got your right wings, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <We all> do- <laughs> anyway, uh, another person, uh, Loza Bean 12 I don't know if she flicks her bean, but whatever, Loza Bean 12 tweeted at Hamill himself, you could just tweet Mark Hamill and you'll get like a thousand likes. What does Mark Hamill do? He tweets, Mark Hamill. Gets a shit ton of likes, almost like a half a million likes. So he's having a grand old time on Twitter, so good for him. Uh, 617,000 likes uh, when I checked it about four hours ago. That's tremendous. That's tremendous. That's 33,400 retweets. That's how you know you're over. And speaking of over. Ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on the show called Who is More Over? Now, I know what you're saying. What does that mean? Well, it's wrestling lingo. When a person, a wrestler, is over, that means they're popular with the fans. So we ask you people, we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, a place, a thing. It doesn't necessarily matter. We ask what's more over with you. What do you like better? What's more popular? Now, uh, tonight, Doc's going to tell you what's on the marquee. So, Doc, please let these ham and eggers know what the contest is tonight. The ham and eggers, these pencil neck geeks. Tonight, we look at two individuals from the sequel trilogy, and we pit them against each other. Yes, we went and did it again. We took the combination of Ray Lowe, not J-Lo, Ray Lowe, a.k.a. Ray Skywalker. I thought I'd find answers here. 
was wrong. I'd never felt so alone. You're not alone. Neither are you. And put it, her up against the man she kissed, controversially kissed, at the end of the movies, the end of the sequel trilogies. Kylo Ren. Not specifically Ben Solo, but specifically Kylo Ren. Wherever you are, you are hard to find. You're hard to get rid of. I pushed you in the desert because I needed to see it. I needed you to see it. Who you are. I know the rest of your story. Right? You're mine. I never lied to you. Your parents were no one. They chose to be. To keep you safe. Don't! You remember more than you say. I've been in your head. I don't want this! Search your memory. Remember them. See them. I know. Break the brave. You'll be safe here. I promise. Sold you to protect you. Stop talking. Ray, I know what happened to them. Tell me where you are. You don't know the whole story. It was Palpatine who had your parents taken. He was looking for you. But they wouldn't say where you were. So he gave the order. She isn't on Jakku, she's gone. you have on those polls that people know what what the votes are on social media okay going to the polls here we go 
on Facebook. On Facebook. I feel like I'm the what's his face from the um uh the Black African Family Food where he does the uh the pageant. Uh and in third place is Miss Nevada. Okay, anyway. Um we got Oh, interesting. Okay. In a resounding uh, 80 to 20, Kylo Ren bitch slaps the Mary Sue that is Ray. Okay. Let me read some uh, comments here. Todd Santiago Berrios, who tried to call me the other day on Facebook. Todd, I'm not going to answer your phone call, buddy. Don't worry. Uh, going Kylo Ren, even though he wasn't granted the, riff, the rank of Sith or Darth. Uh, and then the New Force Order says, Todd... You know what we're going to tell you to do, right? And he goes, oh, crap, email. I promise. I'll do my best. Uh, anyway, that was really unexciting comments today from Todd Berrios. Let me go to uh, Instagram. Hold on. Here we go. On the iJizzle. This time I remember to put it up, by the way. Thank God. Okay, I, we got... I'm glad you get it up at your, at your age. Dude, all the time. Interesting. On Instagram, we have a 67 to 33% winner in Ray. Really? Wow. Whoa. That is actually interesting. Hmm. Well, so li- it looks like we're at a near dead heat between the uh, beloved, the beloved sequel characters. Gotcha. Well, all you fans out there, all six of you guys can email us with your responses regarding this segment or any other segment that we do at newforceorder at yahoo.com. So we're going to go to the emails right now. First one is from one of my favorite people, Bum 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 Bum, Mr. Brandon Miller himself. Hey, NFO. Little N, capital F. Hello. Thank you, Brandon, for that. I'm pretty sure Carlo's getting the popular vote this week, but because I've picked him before, I'm going to do my best to make an argument for Ray. While we all know the sequel trilogy's, trilogy's characters often suffered from being underdeveloped, Ray was still the glue of the series. While not quite as interesting as a protagonist as the original Luke, or the prequels, Anakin, Ray's journey made for a decent enough story. And the mystery of her parents was genuinely intriguing and hotly debated after Force Awakens. As a result, I would enjoy seeing Ray reappear down the road in another Star Wars project, just to see what her character had grown into, similar to Ahsoka in The Mandalorian. Finally, Ray is technically restored. Ray is technically responsible for one of the best parts of Rise of Skywalker when all of the past Jedi speak to her, giving her strength. Because, as we all remember, somehow Palpatine returned. And yeah, you could do a lot worse than Daisy Ridley. Just putting it out there. Mm. Have a great week, guys. Brandon, a.k.a. Brandon Skywalker. Oh, <laughs> I get it. It's funny. Next one is from Chuchi, a.k.a. Todd Santiago. Thank God he hey. listened. Hey, yo, NFO, capital F, by the way, in parentheses. Thank you there, Berrios. I'm going with Ben Solo, a.k.a. Kylo Ren. He destroyed the New Jedi Order. No, he didn't. Took a handful of students with him. No, he didn't. And left Uncle Luke for dead. 
And even though he obviously had parenting issues, still fulfilled his destiny and knew, unlikely Ray, st- she still doesn't believe she's a Palpatine, LOL. She said Skywalker, LOL. Maybe Ray is a clone of Master Windu's severed hand, which never fell like Windu's lightsaber, and then himself. Where's his hand? Anakin cut off, you ask, in Darth Sidious's pocket. But that's for cons- uh, conspirated fanboys, since nobody mentions that plot hole in Return of the Sith, uh, Revenge of the Sith, or R- Rise of Skywalker. Well, peace out. NFO, backwards, for life. Uh, fucker, put capital N, little F, capital O, prick. All right. <laughs> Well, let's go to the Sith Lord himself all the way in Mexico. Yo, Spiro, I know everything's great over there, but what's more over for you? Who's more over? Is it Kylo or is it Rey? Um, you know, it's a good thing that the listeners of this show, well, not all of them at least, um, you know, it's a good thing that they're not a bunch of fucking social justice fucking nitwits and shit, you know, because... With this, who's more over? You got, you know, depending on what side you're on. You know, if you choose Kylo Ren, it's because you support the domestic violence. Um, you know, you, you're a male chauvinistic pig. You might be a Nazi, whatever other fucking accusation you want to throw. You know, a popular uh, accusation you want to throw at somebody. And if you go for fucking, what's her name? Not fucking Mary Sue. Um, Jesus Christ, brain fart. Ray. Ray, if you go for Ray, then you're an ultra feminist. You hate men. Uh, you know, you're against um, the family dynamic, whatever the fuck. You, you know nothing about Star Wars. Anyways, I don't think any of these things, okay? Uh, first of all, let's start off with Ray. Ray, I feel, is was not a, a Mary Sue. Um, she's just a, I think she's a potentially good character. She is a good character, I think, you know, she, but... She could have been fleshed out better. Her story could have been told better. Um, you know, they tried at the end to to make it better and save it and all that. And like you guys agree, um, I think I think you both agree with this that the more times we've seen um, Rise of Skywalker, and the more we think about it. The movie's just not that good. It wasn't as good. I, you know, man, we we realize what fucking Star Wars marks and fanboys we are. By the way, we marked out for a movie that later upon second, third, fourth, fifth viewing fucking sucked, man. Um, but Kylo Ren. Okay, Kylo Ren is a guy, is, is a character I think that falls a little bit in line with your more traditional Star Wars characters. Uh, probably the best character of the sequel trilogy. Um, that said, I don't think his backstory was fleshed out well, was told uh, 
you know, there's a lot that I'm sure we all wish we could have seen more on screen than fucking read a fucking comic or some other fucking form of media to find out more about him. Um, but definitely, I think he was the highlight of the sequel trilogy. You know, he, you know, fucking went from the light to the dark and then back to the light when he redeemed himself. But motherfucker did a lot of fucked up shit. And in the end, there was just no way to fucking save him. There was no way this guy could could go on living, although it would have been interesting. And I'd have loved the fucking challenge of writing a Kylo Ren who redeemed himself in the eyes of Rey and maybe one or two others, but not in the eyes of, you know, everybody else in the galaxy and, you know, what the fallout of that would have been. I think that would have made for a lot better fucking, for, you know, better storytelling down the road. That said, I'm going to go with Kylo Ren. Uh, for the for all the reasons he was Darth Vader's grandson, try to be Vader, couldn't quite be Vader. Not that Vader really accomplished anything. He probably accomplished more than his grandfather did. Uh, but in the end, you know, he uh, he pretty much failed, like his grandfather. Redeems him, redeemed himself like his uh, father. It was like sort of Return of the Jedi for young adults in, in certain ways. Know what I mean? So, But anyways, Kylo Ren all the way. That's what's more over with me, guys. Interesting, but not surprising, Doc. Yeah, you know, well, I could have called that one. Yes, sir. I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. Do it. I'm going to pick Kylo Ren. I think Kylo Ren was a multi-layered character, probably the best written character in the sequel trilogy. The fact that he was getting torn by the light, towards the light the entire time was awesome. The fact he was an emo bitch was also awesome because he was the complete opposite <laughs> of Darth Vader. And that's exactly what we needed. We didn't need a Vader 2.0. We needed something different. And that's exactly what we got. Now, don't get me wrong. Daisy Ridley, in my opinion, did a fantastic job acting her ass off great actress beautiful nice on the eyes um even has a nice little british accent but the problem with ray in my opinion is that she started at level 100 and she ended at level 100 there was no growth in the character besides learning some jedi skills here and there there wasn't any uh maturation or maturity with any what Oh, I thought you said something else. No, masturbation? I don't know what yeah. Star Wars movie you were watching. But I, well, I'd like to watch it, too. Um, so that's that, man. I mean, Ray was a good character, but she was not written well. Uh, I think Daisy really did the best she can do with what she had. And um, because she did, that's why the character hasn't just flopped like a Rose Tico or Admiral Holdo character. You know what I'm saying? Or even uh, Finn and Poe. Both those characters were written weak, too even though they did, the people who had their, the opportunity to showcase those characters did a good job acting. You can put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig. So, you know, I'm not saying Daisy really is a pig, but Whoa. I don't oink, oink her all day long. Anyway, what about you, Doc? Oink, 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 boink, either way, I'm fine. Um, yeah, so 
this is an interesting battle. Uh, you know, you take the arguably the the two faces of the sequel franchise, um, one in Ray and one in Kylo Ren, and you pit them against each other to see who's more over. Okay, so uh, I like what you said about Kylo. You know, we talked about this a lot before. I think we talked a lot, a lot of things a lot before. Um, but um, he was definitely the you know most well written, and I think. If you look at the the arc of of his story in the three movies, he had the most growth, the most progression, like you said. It, we and during that time, we kind of didn't know if he was going to really turn back to the light. You know, we saw a lot of glimpses of things that had happened, a lot of potential for him to do really bad. I mean, he skewed his father, and then we see in the very next movie where he you know, has sights set on his mother's ship or his mother floating in outer space and does not take the shot. So we see these, and then we see him kill Snoke and we see him go back and forth. And we get this, I think, honestly, this well-written back and forth conflict that he has in this, you know, in the the sequel trilogy, which had me kind of wondering, you know, where he was going to lie and where he was going to wind up um, during it. But then Ray also had a similar kind of thing too. You know, when when Kylo killed Snoke and he, he pulled his hand out, he said, "Listen, join me and we can make this this galaxy better." And it wasn't like a a direct join me and we could you know rule this galaxy. We could make the galaxy better, which doesn't really sound like the bad guys. Um, so she was always this interesting flip flop back and forth that we saw. We saw her turn dark in that vision. Um, we saw her. Ultimately, she, she was a Palpatine. Was was she going to become bad towards the end? Were they going to do a total one eighty swerve, where they have Kylo as the good guy and her as the bad guy, which would have been interesting. Um, so I think you know the writing doesn't get enough credit for both these characters because they both had really good arcs and they both had me guessing as to who they really were and what they're really going to do. Um, you know, I I didn't mind the whole Ray's starts off at a, at a hundred kind of thing because she because she, she she didn't start off really as a hundred she started off a little bit less but she she gained power quickly but if you look at luke compared to compare to her what did luke do he um infiltrates a death star frees a princess and then winds up shooting a, a, a tiny little hole on the side of a massive fucking planet-sized battle station and destroys it so one could argue that he started at kind of the similar a similar portion as 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 to as to Ray did, um, with very with at that point no training in reality. You know he had some guy talking in his fucking ear. They used false Luke. Um, it's a tough question for me. Um, as much as I really enjoyed Kylo's arc and the way he was managed and handled, for the most part, it's done. You know unless they go back and do any flashbacks from there, but. The things that I would like to see in the future is where Rey goes and where she develops, you know, the new Jedi Order and comes from there. So, um, and it's Daisy Ridley, man. She's a fucking hot. She's a fucking hot. As my as my grandfather would say, she's a fucking hot. Uh, so for me, it's Daisy. It's Rey. Wow, wasn't expecting that. I have to wholeheartedly disagree with you on your comparison to luke with ray um in fact she's able to do a jedi mind trick without being trained 
Fractured can use the force and combat Kylo with the lightsaber, even though Kylo was injured. It's too far-fetched to me. Um, I think the problem was the execution, the mystery boxes that fucking J.J. likes to set up, and the fact that Ryan Johnson didn't follow through with these said mystery boxes and went his own direction, and then we had to fucking take a detour in episode 9 in order to fucking course correct and all this other nonsense. Which basically makes everything a shit show. So to me, um, the one thing that was constant was Kylo. Kylo's struggle uh, to go to the light. And uh, if you guys bought the comics, you would see that Kylo didn't destroy the Jedi Order. It was uh, Snoke, a.k.a. Palpatine, um, who started the fire. Uh, we didn't we start, didn't start the, the fire. Uh, and you could see that Kylo didn't take a handful of students, those students went after him. He ended up killing one of them to try to prove himself to the Ren, the Knights of Ren, to join the Knights of Ren. They said it was a cheap kill, and then he killed the head knight of the Knights of Ren. That's how he got his spot. Not his dog spot or liver spot, but the, the, the main event spot, fucking Knights of Ren. And um, that was that. But again, you don't follow the comic books. You're just going to go off of the narrative that Han Solo said in episode 7, which ended up being wrong, you know? So it is what it is. He did fucking souffle his dad, which sucked. Um, but we needed it because it was supposed to progress his character. Only problem was it was a little prematurely, if you ask me, um, like most married men. But anyhow. I digress. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's New Force Order. Uh, that's uh, Who's More Over. Send your emails to newforceorder at yahoo.com. Um, Doc, have you ever wondered why Yoda speaks the way he speaks? Backwards? Uh, sure. Um, you know, maybe dyslexic I am. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, Frank Oz, the, puppet, the puppeteer, explains the origins of Yoda's iconic speech pattern um, in the Star Wars franchise, and that he almost spoke very colloquially. He claimed that the original script for Empire had a bit of an odd syntax, as well as the character speaking in a colloquial manner. He apparently asked writer George Lucas if he could lean into a strange mannerisms for the entire performance, and the rest is history. Now, this is Oz's statement, and I quote, It's funny you ask about Yoda, because I was just looking at the original script of Empire Strikes Back the other day. There's a bit of odd syntax in it, but also it had Yoda speaking very colloquially. So I said to George, meaning George Lucas, can I do the whole thing like this? He said, sure. It just felt so right. So there you go. There you go. We you figured go. out Yoda's speech, thank God. Now we can die all happy knowing that Yoda will talk that way because 
George said sure. You know what else George said sure about? Uh, the check that he cashed. <laughs> uh, Korriban and Moriban. You know what that is? I do. I think that's a, that's a band from the 90s. Yeah, some boy band. Yeah. Korriband and Moriband. Moribund. <laughs> Uh, what it was was the original Sith world, uh, the Sith planet where the Sith came. And not the Sith that we know as in the movies, but the Sith was originally some kind of red-skinned race that lived on this planet that uh, were cap- not captured, but look at the Jedi as gods. And then the Jedi ended up not enslaving them, but controlling them. And some weird non-canon shit that Spiro's fucking jerking off to somewhere. But the planet was called Moraband. And what happened was, I'm sorry, uh, it was called Koraband with a K. So when George wanted to reintroduce this planet into canon, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, he said he thought Moraband would sound better. So they just changed the name. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's, 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 it's not very like George to do something like that, which is kind of odd, especially like in a planet name. I, I don't think there was a, necess- a, a need to actually get that done. I don't know. It sounds like a, a strange kind of George Lucasism to me, but. Are you kidding me? What? His changing things? Yeah. Will you be well, sarcastic? Yeah, the special, no, the special edition I see, but usually if he gives something a name, he doesn't go back on it and turn it back from there. It's not like. You know, he had he had names for all these fucking creatures in the cantina. No one just decided to fucking look them up. And they called him Hammerhead and fucking Walrus Man and Dick fucking Nose and whatever. But <laughs> changing like a whole planet's fucking name, not that it really meant much of anything because, you know, how much of what it was in the real fucking movies? None. So he probably just said, fuck it, whatever. Let's, I, I like his name better. Let me change it. Who's going to sure? know? But else fucking nerds. You sure you can be okay with this, Doc? I'm okay. All right. Um, I would ask Spiro about this, but I can care less. It's not canon like Revan, so we'll move along. Uh, Disney Plus, they're dropping shorts. Um, are they? Are they? Are they mooning people? They're mooning the entire galaxy, and everyone's going, "That's no moon." Um, they're dropping shorts called Galaxy of Sounds. It's a series of shorts. Uh, coming this month to Disney Plus. Um, another series of shorts may be coming later this month to Disney Plus besides Star Wars Visions, which I heard all nine episodes are going to drop day of September 22nd. Oh, it's not going to be According to a recent post from Disney Plus Spain's Twitter account, on September 29th, a series of original shorts titled G- Galaxy of Sounds will be released on Disney Plus. The fact that it will be seven episodes long, from the sound of things, it looks like it will be. Some sort of low-profile series like vehicle fly-throughs, which details how the ships in Star Wars are put together, or bio or biomes, the docu-series based on the planet of Star Wars. Both of these were released on May 4th. What's your take on this, Doc? I, you know, I watched the biome thing. I watched the fly-through things. It's that like sucked. you sit there, you're just like, uh, is anything going to happen? No. It okay. Sucked. Yeah, it, it was sucked. a waste of time. So if this is going to be like that with sound. Unless it's the fucking seismic charge, I don't want to hear anything about it. Or the fucking uh, TIE fighter. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. (laughs) I sound like Chewbacca busting a nut right now. (laughs) Oh, God. 
Do you know who Emily Swallow is? Speaking about busting. Uh, uh, no, I don't, but I'd like love to meet her. <laughs> Sounds like my type of lady. Nice. <laughs> I, I want to meet her sister, Jane, on your face. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when, when people ask me, Dr. Rue, uh, what's your podcast name? I'm like, I don't. Uh, did I say I have a podcast? I don't have a podcast. <laughs> oh, man. Doc, I heard your number one fan was Eileen. Last name Ulick. Eileen Ulick. Eileen, Eileen back in Ulick. Yeah, nice. Um, anyhow. Who Emily Swallow is, she's an actress on The Mandalorian. She played the, um, in season one, she played the armorer. Recent discussion at Dragon Con in Atlanta, um, they were talking to her, and she told the director about Gina uh, Carano's firing. All I can say is that Gina, and working with her personally, what impressed me about her from the beginning is that she's so interested in other people's opinions, and is so welcoming to other people's you want to have a genuine dialogue. She's just like that in her day-to-day life. On set, she's more curious about other people. She's very giving. She's very gracious. Now, Swallow mm-hmm. confirms mm-hmm. she was not privy to the situation behind the scenes, meaning that the firing of Gina Carano. In fact, Carano herself had said she found out about her firing on social media, which is really screwed up. But this is what Swallow says. No. <laughs> <laughs> This is what Swallow says. I know, so <laughs> I know so little about what happened. I experienced it like you did. I don't know anything about the inner workings of it. I can only speak about Gina being a lovely person, which she is. I am thoroughly baffled by a lot of what we're dealing with right now, with cancel culture. And I think that's it. Oh, man. There's so many layers to it that are important to look at. But I think that the hatred that comes into it and when people start refusing to listen to the other side... No matter which side they're on, I think that's really dangerous. One of the things that's so beautiful about our country is we have free speech. We can hear things that we don't like, and we can disagree, and that's fine. Uh, hold on, lady. It's going to be bumpy ride because I don't know what the fuck you talk about free speech. Now, God forbid you're on the right. You say something. You get castrated and crucified. But I digress. Spoken like a true right righty. Keep going. I'm not a righty, dude. I'm more of a middle person, but... It's the truth. Yeah, I know you're the middle person. You're the you're, you're the guy in the middle of the Lucky Pierre. Oh, Lucky Pierre? The hell's that? That's a, a train of three gay guys, and and the, the guy in the middle is a Lucky Pierre. Like. <laughs> <laughs> More Mando news. This is a rumor. Supposedly, Lucasfilm and Johnny Fads are butting heads over the Mandalorian. Did you read this article? Uh, yes, I read this article. What's your take? You want to attend Lorraine's? Because I'm talking. I, to I, you. I I do not because I forgot about it already. So. Can I ask you a question? Did you take Spiro's fucking spot for not doing any listen, fucking I, I, Listen, one of, my, one, of my, one of my doctors got corona. I had to fucking work last night. I barely fucking slept because I had to be back up in the morning. Wait a minute, your doctor caught corona? Was he vaccinated? Yeah, she was vaccinated. Ha! Fucking idiot. Anyway, Lucasfilm reportedly wanted The Mandalorian to continue in perpetuity, while Favreau wants to finish up after another season or two. Focus on the characters with Pedro Pascal's jam-packed slate being cited as a major reason why. So that's what they're butting heads over. 
Well, of course, because they want to make some more dough. Duh. I mean, who yeah, else but fucking dough. You don't. You don't think fucking Disney should just fucking realize? Hey, wait a minute. We can still make dough with the characters, but let's just do a good story as opposed to fucking forcing it down our throats like they did with the oh, simple children. But the problem with that is, is that that's not going to make them dough. When they when they see a cash cow like that, you know what they do? They grab it by the fucking neck and they wring it out. Because you want to know why? They need to make that $4.8 billion they fucking paid George. Whatever the fuck it was. So Mando's bringing in the money. You know what we want? More fucking Mando. But that's the issue. So if, you know, and this is typical for a lot of TV series out there. You get a good show that has one or two great seasons, and then the network gets its hands into it, and suddenly they want to crank shit out. Suddenly they have a say. Suddenly they want to do things because they think they know better. And then suddenly it fucking sucks. So this is the, the, this is going to be the formula for an eternity, unfortunately. Um, and if Disney really decides that you know they're going to take over production and do what they want to do my guess is that we're going to see a product that's not as good as it is right now especially if you know the two who brought it to the dance aren't there so if it sucks is emily swallow coming back uh it's possible she may be emily spit at that point but (laughs) who knows um more mandalorian news speaking about making money you know what makes money doc um uh, a lot of things. I don't know. Give me a hint. It's uh, something our, our 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 country has made money on for a long, long time. Very fear. No. War. No, that's not it. But you're right on both accounts. Drugs. Drugs. Oh, that's another thing too. Yeah. Sorry. Stopped in some Malone, Anybody? No. Who's, not today. Who's on drugs? Uh, Devstick? Ah, Jesus Christ. This is not the way. Follow it under this is not the way. Okay? Mandalorian baby Yoda toy. Yeah, I remember this one. Smuggle drugs. (laughs) You fucking idiot. Anyway, go on. Some wetback fucking stuff baby Yoda fills with drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And then try to ship ship him over the border or some shit. Some of the Vianos. Viano 4, I think it was. Uh, You know, he tried to put him in. He tried to do the, uh, the pinata with baby Yoda. Then bring him over. Just like, come on up, baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's already on drugs. It's fucking terrible. Oh my god. All right. In Rutherford County, Tennessee, 176 illegal fentanyl pills were discovered inside a Star Wars Mandalorian baby Yoda toy that was intended to be sold in the country by a man from Michigan. Fucking Michigan people. According to Rutherford County County Sheriff's Captain Britt uh Britt Reed. No, Britt Reed sounds like a fucking superhero name. It sounds like a pro pro wrestler name, too. Right, Britt Reed? Uh, Banging Britt Reed! The discovery of the pills, which were made to resemble tablets of Roxycodone, a brand name of the opiate pain medication Oxycodone, was made on August 27th. But but, but that's the one that Scooby-Doo takes. Roxycodone! (laughs) The suspect, Zave Gary, another wrestling name, has since been charged with possession and was out on bond for a similar crime in another county two weeks earlier. Thank you, Democrats. At the same time of his arrest, Rutherford County is located near roughly 40 miles southeast of Nashville. So there you go, bro. Just when you think you can't smuggle in drugs with mules because too many people get caught, you put it in Baby Yoda, you think this is the way, and it's not. It's definitely not the fucking way. Well, I, I thought that story was absolutely hilarious. Um, not 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 funny enough to remember when when you when you mentioned it, but it's still absolutely hilarious. 
Nothing, uh, is, safe. Nothing is safe. Doc, we said before that Luke Skywalker was a pilot, blew up some fucking Death Star, you know, because he's a Mary Sue, like you said. Uh, but we always knew he was a good pilot, correct? Correct. Right? That was the premise. To, like father, like son, supposedly? Supposedly, yeah. It's genetic. I don't know how piloting skills are genetic, but that's okay. Okay, well, I mean, how's Force Light and genetic? But I digress. Uh, Star no, Wars. no! Star Wars is officially making Luke Skywalker an Imperial pilot. An Imperial pilot? How? Through Lego Star Wars franchise, Jedi Knight Skywalker is about to turn into a soldier for the Emperor Palpatine in the Galactic Empire in a new trailer from the upcoming Lego Star Wars Terrifying Tales, which is a Halloween special, streaming on Disney Plus on October 1st, 2021. We get our first glimpse of young Skywalker in Imperial armor, and it's unsettling to say the least. While this isn't Star Wars canon, like Revan, and is somewhat in keeping within the stories in Dark Horse Comics Star Wars Infinite series, Infinity series, which reimagines classic moments in Star Wars story, it will certainly be interesting to see Skywalker as an Imperial pilot, even if it's just for fun. You concur? Yeah, whatever. Excuse me. Lego has a carte blanche to kind of do whatever they want to do. I think, you know, they have a deal with Disney where it's like whatever they do is completely irrelevant to anything. So, you know... They're, they're, they're a very played-by-the-book company, and they wouldn't do anything crazy, um, like, you know, transgender one of these characters or anything like that. Um, but um, it's not canon. doesn't matter. Okay. Move on. This, aren't, this isn't the canon you're looking for. Move yeah. along. Speaking of our shit that's not canon, it doesn't really matter, but we're going to bring it up just to please the fucking Sith Lord. Um. Many people are saying, I don't want Knights of the Old Republic 3. I want, I want Star Wars The Old Republic number 2. And they're also saying that Knights of the Old Republic remake it set off a lightsaber standard, uh, meaning lightsaber battle, combat battles in the game as opposed to the way it used to be. Uh, very similar to what Jedi Fallen um, Order had. Mm. Uh, lifelike battles. But fuck all this non-canon shit. Let's just throw it over to fucking Spiro since he doesn't show up on the show. Anyway, Spiro... What are your thoughts on these two articles since you like the gush, gush, gush over the KOTOR? Which articles are we talking about right now, by the way? So I can cut this out and then do the uh, the thing. The KOTOR? Yeah, it's two KOTOR articles. Uh, I don't perfect. want Knights of Old Republic 3. I want Star Wars Old Republic 2. And the other perfect. article was Knights of Old Republic Remake. Could set lightsaber standard. Perfect. All right, so, you know... There's all this story, there's all this uh, There's all this talk about Knights of the Old Republic getting a remake or possibly they're going to make a sequel. They're going to make a third Knights of the Old Republic. Um, this specific article, what they're saying is, what they want to see, and it's something that I'd like to see, is instead of them giving us a sequel to Knights of the Old Republic... Um, why not just do another Star Wars, The Old Republic? And I'd be all for that. Um, I'd be all for that for the simple reason that, um, you know, you don't just play out one one story, one linear story based on one character, based on their choices, you know? You know, you actually, and I still have that game installed on my computer even though I haven't played it in forever. 
um, every now and then I'll, I'll pop it on uh, whenever there's um, and the bad thing about me doing that is that every time I go back to it or I hear word of a new story that they've added I gotta go through fucking a shitload of updates and bullshit so if you're somebody who plays the old Republic MMORPG do yourself a favor update it from time to time even if, if you're not playing the fucking game because you're gonna be stuck man through hours of fucking god knows a year or so of of updates that need to be uh downloaded and installed well uh well worth it of course but what this gives you is the opportunity to play as you know hero villain you know jedi sith but also bounty hunter um, you get to play as um, uh, Imperial Agent, uh, Galactic Republic Agent. You get to play like the counterpart from each side, from the light side, the dark side. And of course, you can start off on the light side and end up on the dark side and vice versa. Um, I think that right there is due for for a fresh, I don't know, facelift or something. I mean... You know, yeah, I'm I'm actually quite surprised that that game has has managed to to stay on this long and 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 stay this this strong. But then again, you know, man, Star Wars fans are a, a passionate bunch, man, and you know, we're gonna keep coming back to to what we love, and that's Star Wars, and we're gonna shell out fucking money for it, right? Um, but yeah, man, I would I would definitely like them to. But then again, all right. So if you do an old Republic two, what what's it gonna be based on? What stories? Um, maybe what they should do is, you know, move up, you know, go further into the future, or into the present, whatever you want to fucking call it. I don't know. Um, maybe make a make an MMORPG that takes place during the High Republic era. I'm sure there's possibilities there um you know that would you know you could play through what's going on in the comics or maybe they're gonna you know fucking just just write stories that take place while all that shit's going on and as you update the fucking comics and the novels and all that bullshit the game gets updated because that's really what's going on with the old republic right now right it's just all of the famous old Republic novels. And um, as they get written, they update the fucking game. And, you know, but of course, you know, you get choices. And I guess you, you can sort of write your own story in in a way. Um, but hey, man, you know, I'm sure Disney has, has the money and manpower to do both. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic 3 and... Uh, Star Wars The Old Republic 2, you know, um, but I wouldn't call it, I mean, again, I wouldn't call it Star Wars The Old Republic 2, I would just update the current Old Republic game, have it continue uh, from whatever point it's on, or just fucking say, fuck it, let's just go ahead now and make Star Wars The High Republic, you know, I mean, that, that to me seems like the next logical step, but I don't know, maybe that's something that they want to think about doing a few years down the road, you know. You know, when they have uh uh 
a rich catalog of stories and characters um, from what they can take and uh, build, you know. But that's it, man. Th those are my thoughts on that. You know, um, it's it's intriguing. I'd be interested in seeing both. Um, I'd be interested in seeing what they would come up with and what, you know, what would be deemed an old Republic too. I mean, you know, I'm sure they would have to 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 do a mini facelift and update a few things. Um, but fucking man, it's fucking Star Wars. W whether it's good or bad, man, we're gonna fucking spend money on it. We're gonna spend money on it to to enjoy it, or spend money on on it to fucking hate it, and you know, just be a bunch of miserable, unsatisfied, goddamn fanboys, you know. So once again, man, you know, Knights of the Old Republic, right? This this remake that's um, supposedly in the works. I don't know. I, I saw something um, on on social media. I don't know if it's something that's been confirmed or what. I know that um, Disney wants to do something with it. I don't know why they wouldn't because it's money. Um, but yeah, man, if you're going to do a Knights of the Old Republic remake, I don't think that's a, a, a bad idea. But what I do think they should do is update a few things. And I'm not just talking about graphics and whatever they do to the story, uh, whatever they choose to, to have as canon, whatever they choose to ditch, you know, um, but I do feel like they need to update the combat system. The the whole the the turn based thing since since then I think has come a long way. There's some games that still incorporate that that turn based system. Um, but it's been updated, you know, and I think that I think they could, you know, learn from that and bring something fresh bring bring something new if it's in fact going to be a turn-based game like like the original ones were you know update it you know give us something unique give us something that's that's turn-based but yet unique and new and fresh you know i'm sure they got people uh smart enough that they're paying the fucking big big bucks to um yeah, that's something that I remember from the original games, like, you know, and, and it would get frustrating at times, especially if you're used to playing um, the more action-oriented games like, um, like you know, Star Wars Fallen Order. That, that combat system is more in line and, you know, probably more appealing to the guys that like to play those action games, like the God of Wars and all that other stuff. Um you know what to be honest what if they just ditch the whole turn-based system and just said fuck it man let's let's make it hack and slash you know but then you know what do you do to to keep that from becoming repetitive you know so i think that bringing in this game is going to be a fucking huge huge challenge in many ways first of all it's star wars probably the most beloved intellectual property ever um so there's pressure on you know giving us a, a good star wars game you know um a good role-playing game is it is it gonna be a role-playing game are they remaking it 
and leaving it a role-playing game or are they going to make it an action adventure game with role-playing elements um you can even say that the original ones were um more adventure rpg uh you know with elements of action maybe but i think that they should go with um action adventure with elements of uh role-playing in it of rpg you know i think um everybody keeps pointing to uh what was it the the remake for final fantasy 2 or, or 7 or one of those fucking games um i didn't get it i i haven't played fucking final fantasy since i played the original knights of the old republic so i have no idea what that even looks like everybody says it's awesome everybody says it's great everybody says that's what this knights of the old republic remake should be like i say fuck that and i'm saying that of course without knowing anything about the final fantasy remake i i say listen that this is fucking star wars all right so you know do something fresh original and fucking badass that sets it apart from anything else like it you know but what i would like to see you know what i would like to see is fuck a remake all right and i and and fuck a sequel too you know make knights of the old republic 3 make it a prequel all right make it to where we see revan fucking you know you don't have to have him as a fucking padawan and all that shit going 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 through all that training but start off with the fucking mandalorians conquering uh worlds and all that shit and you know you know they get news the fucking council gets gets news about what's what's going on and um you know they fucking have their 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 meetings and they're trying to decide on what to do if they should get involved if they should stay out and all that shit and and they decide you know what we're not gonna do anything this isn't what we do These fucking hypocrites because because everybody knows how the fucking jedi like to get involved and everything even though they say it's not their thing but um you know they say they're not gonna get involved revan's like what the fuck man you fucking bunch of pussy motherfuckers and then he fucking takes his his contingent of this of of disgruntled jedi along with his homeboy malik they go off to fucking fight these these wars and shit and uh you know you know give me the mandalorian war Give me the Mandalorian War. I think that would be awesome. I think that would be sort of a coming of age of Revan. Uh, you don't have to really present us with the whole war, just some details, and 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 show his fucking, you know, rise from 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 to uh, you know from Jedi to Crusader, and then fall to the dark side. You know, and then do a sequel based on that, where then you fucking get Dark Side Revan up until the first game and shit. That's what I would do. Oh, very interesting, Spiro. Very interesting. I'm glad uh, uh, you're the last uh, member only of the fucking Couture fan club and the Revan fucking. Uh, you know, oh, there's uh, definitely more people there. Relax. You know, the Revan, the Revan fucking decodering. You know, drink your Ovaltine. You know. 
And it really doesn't matter because he doesn't listen anyway. So we can say whatever we want to say at this point. <laughs> He's too busy. He's you know, J- Jimmy T's got his thighs wrapped around Spiro's fucking ears. So he can't hear the show when he puts it on the background. Nice. <laughs> oh, duck. I want to see a friend in that duck. <laughs> I'm trying. My wife won't let me go. Nice. Uh, let's see. We did this one. Uh... Oh, no. Uh, did you know Kenobi uh, has uh, Kenobi? Hello there. Kenobi has filmed some important scenes in the East Los Angeles college swimming pool last week with a small skeleton crew. You were, were you aware of this? I was not aware of this. What were they doing in East LA? They were hanging out with Cheech Mar- Moran? Probably, Cheech Mar- yeah. Cheech, Cheech Mar- Even though at the fucking swimming pool, they weren't doing any triple indies, that's for sure. <laughs> Installed for Melon's Dive, the Triple Lindy. Is that hard? That's impossible. Um, the thing is this: no one knows what the hell the, the scenes are about, right? Some people are saying it might be secret scenes that they're trying to keep under wraps. Maybe it's a Mace Windu return. Who knows? But. There was talks about there's a water planet. They might have filmed something over there with a water planet. Over where? Over there. But the plot thickened because there were Vader scenes that were filmed as well. In the in the, in the pool? Not in the pool. Before they went to the pool. Um, and they said, in the volume actually. And they said, uh, this was a, what was it called? A bulletin? Um Bespin Bulletin reported this. And they said, as far as for the Vader scenes description, I will let the outlet speak for themselves. There's also one other thing I was told that there are, before the production moved to the college to film scenes with the swimming pool, a scene was filmed with Darth Vader entering a forest. And in parentheses, use the volume. Sources were saying it was reminiscent of Dagobah. Now, I'm not saying it is or it isn't Dagobah, just that it's reminiscent of it. So please don't spread around that Dagobah's in the series. I'm not saying that, and or I am not saying that, and nor are my sources. I was told the scene felt very tense, almost like Vader was stepping in for a confrontation. So interesting. What if Vader went goes to fucking try to kill fucking Yoda Yoda. and um, hits the dark side cave? Either that or fucking Kenobi comes and makes the hot tag. Ooh, and then saves him? He gets like a little distress call or he knows that he's coming over there? Help me, you dumb fuck. Mm. <laughs> mm, this motherfucker's on my ass now. Get him. <laughs> um, how are you doing with the comics? Have you caught up? I have not read a fucking thing, dude. Not one fucking thing. I've got, I've bought almost all the issues, which I think I have to just go through stuff of all the... um. The War of the Bounty Hunter stuff, but I have not read a fucking thing. All right, well, here's a, here's a little preview from StarWars.com. Bausch and Luke Skywalker joins Marvel's War of the Bounty Hunters. Bausch. That's what I said, Bausch. Bausch and Lom. Bausch and Lom. The Night Doctor. Oh, okay. In StarWars.com's exclusive preview of the next issue of Marvel's Star Wars, uh, Darth Vader... The Sith Lord will destroy Jabba's carbonite trophy if his son refuses to answer his call. 
which obviously you know it doesn't happen. Meanwhile, we encounter the bounty hunter Bausch and his crew on an early adventure in a new one-shot comic, also out this week, aka September 15th, I believe it was the date. So we get to see Bausch do some damage before he gets his ass kicked by Lair. Cool? Well, Not cool? Yeah, I mean, it's about time. I mean, uh, we've seen this bounty hunter. We, you know, we, we always wondered how, you know, clearly they knew who he was when he came through the door, he or she, or it, them or they or his sis or whatever the fuck we're doing now. Um, they they knew who it was, so she had to appropriate this costume from somewhere. Um, and we really never got a significant um, telling of the story. You know, we saw in the Forces of Destiny that um, how they acquired that armor with Maz Kanata and all that all that all that, all that jazz. Um, yeah. And um, but we never saw like a standalone Bausch thing where we could see who Bausch was, what they were about, and how they did it. Um, so I'm pretty psyched about this. I think it'll be pretty neat. Um, and again, just enriching the Star Wars lore. It's a good thing. Well, what's better than Star Wars, huh? More fucking Star Wars. Now, and talk about enriching the lore. A new re- a rumor, actually two new rumors dropped this week. But one really, really uh, is holding a lot of weight for some strange reason. There are talks going around that Lucasfilm are looking to do another trilogy. Are you aware of this? I am. So they're looking to potentially finish up Lucas's trilogy, right? Yes. Originally, Lucas wanted to do 12 parts instead of 9. And uh, that's what they're looking to do. They're looking to do a 10, 11, and 12. Uh, it makes sense. You know, people are, are kind of polarized with Star Wars right now. You got the people who like the prequels, the people who don't like the prequels, and uh, sorry, the, the and you got people who like the sequels, don't like the sequels. We need something that's gonna, again, like the Mandalorian, unify us to be, you know, one one non toxic fandom. Is it gonna be George again? I don't know, man. It's uh, you know, people are begging for him to come back because they don't like what happened with Disney and how everything was treated from there. But you know, they also re- failed to recall how they despised him and how they called for his fucking head. When he put out the prequels, which are now a lot of those people who did love the prequels. So it's kind of hard to say what to do here. Um, I think Disney's in a really tough spot where they, they now they have a property like the Mandalorian, which has been great. And they want to capitalize on that and they want to try to take that success and move forward from it. But, you know, they have to be very careful with making the moves that they do. And I've said it before, I, I do not think... We should bet the farm of Patty Jenkins' rogue, uh, you know, rogue squadron story because I don't think that's going to be good. You know, maybe okay, but I don't think it's going to be you know what people think it's going to be or what Disney wants it to be. Well, let me let me enlighten you on what nine, ten, uh, I'm sorry, ten, eleven, and twelve may entail. They're saying that it's going to be with Adam Driver's Ben Solo position as the lead character. I don't know how they're able to do this because he's dead. So, I well, do, do they want to go back in time and talk about things? I hope not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're gonna have like a um, uh, 6.5, 6.8, 6.9. I don't know, but unless the new trilogy is a prequel trilogy, but it's the Filoni-verse. 
you know, the summation of all the shows that's supposed to be this big annual event. Maybe that could be it. But again, the numbering's all fucked up. With, with Kylo? I don't know. Or, or, or. Well, I don't or. know if with Kylo. I'm just saying, just, just yeah. in general. Or what if they, you know, all this retcon stuff is, is, is actually true. And when they go back and they have like, you know, some nexus point, like with the fucking variant and Loki, where Kylo never turns bad. Could be. And, they, and they have like a jumping on point from that. I think a lot of people would absolutely fucking hate it. Um, because, again, it cheapens what happened in the sequel trilogy, but you know, some people I think would appreciate it because now we can get a little more of the characters that we didn't see enough of in their, in their incarnations. Only time would tell. Um, you, know, you, know, the, you know, the saddest part about the whole, about this, all the stuff is I can tell you this, Bob, is that after you and I are long gone, after we're pushing up daisies in the dirt, Star Wars is still going to go on. And I hope that I have Disney plus and the great beyond because I really want to see the rest of the show. <laughs> well, I know you're gonna go before me because you got the shop. But I yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> um, you know who J. D. Dillard is? Not J. J. Dillon. Oh, I was gonna say he's the the Four Horsemen manager. No, not that guy. No, he's the writer for Slight. He's also we we talked about in the past. He got uh, hired to do a Star Wars project. Everyone thought it was gonna be a, a movie. He was writing some kind of movie, right? Yeah, um, but now it entails, uh, and people are coming out and saying that he will be writing the Finn series on Disney Plus. The Finn series on Disney Plus, hey? Eh? Wow, I can't wait to do a show about that. We still have to do. <laughs> we still need to do the show about Mando, the uh, and uh, uh, yeah, I know. Don't worry. And the uh, Bad Batch finale. Dude, right. listen, I know we talked about before about wanting a Finn show, about wanting to see where Finn's character lands up and where does it go. But you know, at this point, I really don't fucking care where Finn lands up, honestly. I really fucking don't, unless they throw him into a Ray series where Ray is training the, you know, the, the, the new Jedi. And then, you know, we figure, finally get the payoff from scene one that he's force sensitive as he's like, you know, throwing up a duchy and lighting it up or something. Um, it's. I'm, I'm burnt out on John Boyega and his antics and upset with the writing team of how they managed him and i really don't care about him anymore so i don't care a lot about the fucking sequel characters anymore either so well, i care about some of them but i don't care about that guy yeah do you care about poe i don't nope do you care about ray i don't a little bit and do you just say that because you want to get in our pants yeah that's true uh do you care about kylo he can't he's dead yeah but still i think there's some stories to be told there if we go back and do some things here and there of course. I mean, if they retcon anything or they just... They special edition the sequel trilogies. I think that's, that's their best bet. You know what I mean? But, again, who cares? You know what I mean? Like, what's done is done. Disney got up. They promised they're going to hit a grand slam. They got a fucking bunt. Got thrown out at first. You know what I mean? Got into yep. hit into a triple play. Whatever. Anyway. Enough baseball. Let's talk about lists because Doc, guess what? You just made the list. You just made the list. On this segment, folks, we go through the lists that we find on the interwebs and uh, we give our analysis on them. Now, Doc, I have one, two, three, ha ha ha, four, five, six, seven lists. Do you want to go through all seven, or do you want to just? Oh, make we it definitely your... should not be going through all seven fucking lists. Please, God in heaven. All right, let's I'm, start I'm with good. this. Okay, ready? Here's list number one, Star Wars, The Bad Batch, 10 character cameos from season one. 
List number two, Star Wars. Seven harsh realities of being a Mandalorian. Being a who? Mandalorian. Oh, Mandal- All right, let's do that one first. Yeah, shoot that okay. one. Go. All right. Uh, fuck, fuck the bad guys. We saw the bad guys. We know we showed up. Yeah, we know. Okay, let's see. Uh, number seven. There's always a target on their backs. Mandalorians are known to be deadly and extremely dangerous. It is ingrained into their society to be warriors. This makes them a big target for the rest of the galaxy, from groups within their own society, like Death Watch, to outside enemies like Darth Maul, or even the Jedi themselves at one point. All these groups saw power in Mandalorians and sought to either control it or destroy it. When everyone is looking to bring them down, it can be hard for them to get ahead. Speaking ahead, how you doing? Um, <laughs> that's a good point. Would you agree? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, the, who, who doesn't want to kill a Mandalorian? Uh, next one. There's a strict code of conduct. Uh, as is frequently shown throughout the first season of The Mandalorian, there are strict codes involved with being a true Mandalorian. They can, even, they can never remove their helmets for anyone, and they must help other Mandalorians who are following the way of Mandalore. They can adapt children, adopt children, and they are to be raised following the way, and they're called foundlings. This is not followed by all people, though. Some Mandalorians, like the famous Bo-Katan Kree's, See the, see the way of the Mandalore as a fanatic religion and those who follow it are part of its cult even if it comes setting, even when it comes to setting a societal standard in the Mandalorian's fight. Kind of knew that. The exception to be great warriors, we know about you know, their lore, about being like the Spartans, being great warriors. Uh, they're a warrior race. Uh, when they tried to be pacifists, that's when they got caught with their pants down and Darth Maul came in the back door and took over. Hey, Sounds now, a lot he, dirtier. He double-bladed them. Yeah. Gave them the fucking... <laughs> the, the, iggy, the Iggy. Uh, they have no place to truly call home anymore. After Palpatine rose to absolute power... Uh, the oh, Empire no, no, took... no. I think, I think you're incorrect. He rose to... Unlimited <laughs> power! That's how I was thinking when I said absolute power, too. That's funny. The Empire took control of Mandalore. This occupation was met with much resistance from the Mandalorians. They would go down. They would not go down without a fight. The Empire wanted the Mandalorians to submit and give their valuable best car. When it was clear that the Mandalorians would not be controlled or tamed, a new plan was formed. They launched an all-out genocidal attack on the system, later referred as the Great Purge. The Empire was determined to wipe out the threat and take what they wanted. This left the remaining Mandalorians with nowhere left to go. A little sad hope music to play. The constant fighting between the clans, not the Wu-Tang clan, because they ain't nothing to fuck with, but between the clans of Mandalore. We've seen that throughout Clone Wars, Rebels, and even in The Mandalorian. Uh, The drama is, though, baby. Family fights. Of course, brother. Just like society today. Red, blue, Democrats, Republicans, vaccinated, unvaccinated. Everyone's fucking fighting each other. All distractions. The Cality covets their best guard. Obviously, everybody wants the best guard because of their va- the value of the metal and how strong it is. Maybe someone will make a shield one day out of it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, in order to lead, they have to win leadership. Hence, the dark saber. They have to win it in combat, and when they win it in combat. Seen as a sign of uh, respect, and people bend the knee to it, which is very. Uh, King Arthur, like if you ask me, with Excalibur, no? Yep, yep, absolutely, one hundred percent. You own the sword, you're the leader. 
Uh, and that's it, man. Seven, uh, seven reasons. Um, here's another list. The Mandalorian. Ten unpopular opinions about Din Djarin, according to Reddit. He's cute. Star Wars. Ranking every character introduced in the Empire Strikes Back. Star Wars Every Order 66 retcon. The 20 best Clone Wars episodes rank. And Kira mm. and Crimson Dawn. 10 best Reddit fan theories. About I'm, I'm, I'm going to do, do that one right now. Go ahead. Kira, on. Crimson Dorn, 10 best Reddit fan theories about a potential TV series. Okay, so here we go. Kira in the Lando series. So, you know, we're talking about Lando and, and what that's going to be about. I think that would be a good jumping on point. And Reddit agrees that she may be there um, to see Lando at some point in that series because, you know, they had interacted uh, briefly in the thing. Maybe an appearance in Andor. She's alive in that time and she's still, still be around. Um so it it would not be a surprising if we see her pop up inside there. Um, and we know from episodes past that Emily Clark has really been vocal about Kira and about her story and about how she wants to continue it and all that stuff from there. Amelia Clark, right? Em- Amelia Clark, sorry. What, what did I say? Emily. Emily Clark, whatever the fuck it is. Amelia Earhart, whichever. It doesn't matter. Go make me a sandwich. Anyway, so... Um, a, a show centered on Crimson Dawn. I think that would be a fantastic um, thing to see. A show, a show strictly centered on Crimson Dawn because they can get the underworld inside of this. You know that seedy mafiosa gangster like kind of shit. Dude. Exactly, exactly. Um, you have Darth Tony over there. Um, Maybe we'll get that, that Joe Pesci fucking hut voice. That be, so bring it on. It would be an amazing thing. I think that, that that's a, a layup. And give it to, like, you know, the guys who did The Wire, the fucking guys who did uh, The Sopranos. It would be amazing. Um, number seven, comics building hype for Kira. So we've seen Kira return in the comics. We've seen her interact with Leia. We've seen her try to get, you know, get the bid for the Carbonite block in the comics. Um, so they're, you know, they're, they're, they pulled out of retirement and they're bringing her back into the mix. Is that coincidence? Is that because she's sitting there? Or is that because they have bigger plans for her in the future? Maul as a supporting character. That would be interesting. Um, so we know he got fleshed out through Clone Wars and the Rebels. Um, and they're saying that having him as the focus of any series on Crimson Dawn would be unnecessary. Um, disagree. I disagree as well. But again, we talked about in the past, oversaturating, overusing a character. Supporting role to Boba Fett. Um, so timing would be fantastic with what the character has recently been through. It wouldn't be necessarily far-fetched to see Kira become a big player in the Book of Boba Fett. Before the recent announcement of her dedicated Crimson Rain comic series, she's getting her own series, uh, and her role in the War of the Bounty Hunters leads Fett to put her on the hit list after she comes to possession of a frozen Han, a fellow beloved in the original trilogy. So that may, you know, go head-to-head there. Frozen Han sounds like a sexual act. Frozen Han. I'm, I'm going I'm to think about what, what that's going to be. I already got an idea. Um, Amelia Clark is back with Disney in the MCU. So we know that she just signed the deal to be in the MCU in, in Secret Invasion in some shape or form. We don't know what she's going to be, but, you know, she, big time. You think she might be a visible woman? I don't think so. Um, I think more so she's probably going to play a villain in Secret Invasion, potentially like the queen of the fucking Skrulls or something like that. That was in person in the comics. You know, they, it was a bunch of the heroes were being impersonated by the Skrulls. Uh, one of them was Spider Woman, so maybe she'll, you know, have a have a be in that role from there. Or Electra. Electra was also being played by one of the scrolls. Um, number three, the five syndicates in live action. So we could finally see, you know, the whole crews in live action. Like one of them was the um, what's that one that was in the the Bad Batch, the Pikes. 
Um, and then um, they were in solo too. Yep, Drayden Voss's uh, crew as well. Uh, showing Kira usurping Maul, so that would be a really easy thing to do is to show how Kira actually came to power in Crimson Dawn, and you know clearly she had to defeat the person that she was reporting to at the end of Solo. I thought you so, said Kira slurping Maul. I was like, wait a oh, minute, yeah. he has no cock. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, the, uh, well, it's right, he has no cock. I forgot about that. Oh, that sucks. No wonder why he fucking walks around screaming, "Kill me!" Um, and possibly playing a coy on a show development. I mean, uh, that's I think it's just her when they talked about her. Or she's being a little like, you know, cat and mouse when it comes to talking about if they're going to keep going with the character. But teases that, you know, she has a whole backstory and a whole forward story and what she wants to do with the character. Which I, I can't imagine some British little tart giving a shit about a Star Wars character unless she's got more meat to chew on. And it's not Maul's meat. <laughs> Um, if you were to kill Kira, how would you kill her? Who would kill her? I'm not going to answer that question because it's, I'm going to get in trouble. Why? I'd kill her with my penis. No, um, I think the best person to kill her would be tragically, of course, as it would make perfect sense, would be Han Solo in some crazy weird way or fashion that something's happening and some errand shot or he has to go down with not not down on her down with her um because uh you know they're about to go toe to toe and she's about to do something to leia or to ben or to something and he takes her out i, t- I think that would be that far oh uh, yeah i think that would be that heartbreaking for her no i'm saying she'll make it that far yeah. in the timeline why, why why the hell not Interesting. why not Interesting. I was figuring maybe after. What do you got? Of, Tell me what know, you got. I, I was gonna say Han, but I was thinking maybe before the fucking sequel trilogy, before the OT trilogy, he kills her um, because he had to save his own life, or she was gonna take his life. But you know that's not gonna happen because she's obviously part of the timeline after Empire Strikes Back. So maybe after Return of the Jedi, when he finds out that she's tried to fucking auction him off, he gets pissed off. Goes in the fucking house, smacks her around, says, go make me a sandwich. And uh, as she's making a sandwich, she shoots her. I don't know. Possible. Yeah. I'll take it. Sure. Uh, anything else you want to add? I think, listen, the rest of the list this week are kind of... Uh, anything in general? Uh, to what? The, the Kira thing? No, just in fucking Star Wars, dude. We have a Star Wars podcast. Star Wars podcast? I have no idea. I have no hope. Um, oh, there's one thing I want to actually add. Um, so today I made a, a significant amount of purchases again. I'm going to open up my Hasbro Pulse over here and some of my, um, Oh, did you Am- see the box I sent you? Amazon, I did. We'll talk about that in a second. Amazon purchase. So today came out, Hasbro's going back and doing some troop builders. They put out a four pack of stormtroopers, one with a pauldron for the measly price of $41.99. You get four, three and three quarter stormtroopers to build your armies. And guess what I did? I bought them. You know how many stormtroopers I fucking have? Probably a thousand. Uh, I don't need any more, but I still bought them because I have a fucking disease. Um, Lobot's coming out again to the vintage collection, the little small three and three quarters. And brand new sculpt, thank God. It gets people excited because a lot of people are really pissed off as how Hasbro nearly abandoned their their you know flagship line of the three and three quarters. The Emperor's coming out. It's also going to be a retake of the Emperor coming out for PulseCon in October, but he's going to be on a single card this time, three and three quarters. Lando again, three and three quarters. 
the Lobot. Literally, he's, I think Lobot's going to have a plug in the back, and Lando's going to have like this little thing that flips out so he can, you know, <laughs> get, get him the input. Is that your cornbread? We'll yep. prison now. IG-11 and Tebow, the, the, the Ewok, round out the three and three-quarter series that are coming out. I picked up Tim from Tebow. Tim, that's Tim Tebow. He's already gone. Um, the um, the credit collection, which is the art of the Mandalorian, at the end of the show, you know, we had a first series of that. They're doing a second series that's going to include the armorer, Grief Karga, Quill, um, I think a, mm, some other oh, a Mandalorian in the Beskar armor. I'm trying to think who else was in that one. Uh, I can't remember the top of my head. And then they did like a carbonized scout trooper. This carbonized thing is they make him like all like vac metalized. It's kind of stupid. I don't know why they fucking do it, but I, I, I need to even know less why I fucking buy it. But that's beside the point. Um, so Amazon had a bunch of pre-orders today. Target had a bunch of pre-orders today. Um, they're doing the prototype Stormtrooper at Target, which is basically when they pour the original mold for the original figures, they had them in all different colors, like red and blue and green. One arm was red, one arm was green, one was blue. So they put those all together and they pushed them out. So I picked up two of those today from Target uh, pre-order. And then GameStop had a bunch of like video game great new ones that came out. I probably spent like, I don't know, four bills today on fucking Star Wars toys. And then they also announced that the Razor Crest, which was the HasLab that you had to, you know, back it before they were actually make it and 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 sh- and, and and develop it, they had to get a certain amount of backers. Was supposed to come out in October of 2021, and now they pushed it back to January of 2022 because of some product delays. Um, they showed the box. It's in the retro collection box. It looks like. You know, one of the old school boxes for the AT-ATs or the X-Wings that we had when we were kids um, with the package art front. And then everything is kind of red and black in the back. Um, so that's going to come out January. And that's going to include a few of the stretch goals that they had. One was the child with the pram on a single card. Some um, They're going to give you, I think, four or five carbonite blocks. Um, a stand so they could stick it on if you want to display it. And then some other thing that came with it. I think an escape pod or some shit. Um, so... January, hopefully around my birthday time, I'll get my razor crest and then take it out in the backyard, stuff a stick of dynamite in it, and give it the uh, Mandalorian treatment. So let me ask you this. You spent all that scarola on fucking three and three quarters. Did you buy the Luke Hot Talk? What are you talking about? Which one? The exclusive, the the Luke Hot toy with the fucking. I, no, I'm not buying that one. I already had that fucking Luke. I'm not oh, doing come it. On, man, it comes with Grogu. It comes with fucking Dark Trooper. You can fucking put an R2D2 next to it. Get the scene. Fuck going. the Grogu. <laughs> I got enough Grogu's. Thanks. Gotcha. Yeah, so my penis smuggle. does. It grows and goos. You can uh, smuggle a lot of drugs if you want. Okay. Yeah. A, a lot, lot of ecstasy pills. I would say the the NSA is listening, but but they're not. So it's. Uh, they don't fucking care. They're too busy fucking fighting for vaccines. Anyway. Uh, anything else? That's it, big dog. All right. Let them know where they can find you at. You can find me at Dr. DR underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O, Instagram, Alex Royo, MD on Twitter, Alex Royo on Facebook. And you can find me tomorrow night in the back of Friday Night Smackdown at MSG, baby, where I'll be taking care of the fans, you dummies who fall down a flight of stairs. And chilling out with my boy, Brock Lesnar. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Spiro.
Where can they find you at? Yeah, man, it's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know, there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon, and that's it, guys. Thanks, Spiro. That was great. You can find me at Greek God Papadon on Twitter, Instagram, Demetrius Papadon on Facebook. Greek God Papadon is the YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, hit the notification bell, all that jazz. Um, shout out to Crispy Hand. Um, pro Wrestling T slash Greek God Papadon is my pro wrestling t shirt store. So go buy your GGP shirts, please. Um, this Saturday, I'll be bringing the Alpha and Omega Inevitable Tour on its next stop at Buffalo Championship Wrestling, where I will be defending the Ronin Heavyweight Championship, the Alpha Championship Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship, and the Immortal Championship Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. That's a lot of championships. Well, for now, yes. Versus Brute Van Slyke. Um, come check it out. Have a good time. Tell, tell me you're an NFO fan. And I won't help you that bad in the crowd. Uh, but most importantly, you can find all three of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for giving us your time. Hopefully we enlightened you and entertained you. And uh, we did what we normally like to do on this show, and that's get Star Wars more over with you. Never get ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. This has been another exciting edition of the New Force Order for life. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, execute Order NF.